Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Uh, let's get ready to rumble! He's the fastest man on the planet. He did up there, Rabbit. Well, Queensland avoid the clean sweep. We now move on to round 18. It's going to be an interesting week. Uh, a lot of people are going to back up. Who knows? We have to keep our phones on us uh, pretty tightly, I think, until we get word as to what's happening. Uh, thankfully, Manly have already confirmed Tom Trevojevic won't back up. That uh, makes planning for this round a little bit easier, considering Manly do play uh, pretty early on. The Val Holmes injury, we'll also touch on that, how that's thrown. Uh, a couple of plans out the window for a lot of coaches. I think they'll be hitting the reverse button uh, come kickoff tonight um, before lockout happens. So plenty and plenty to dive into. Obviously, we'll get things kicked off with the buy holds and the sells. As the year gets more and more progressed, uh, a lot of teams will be looking somewhat similar with the core group of players. So we're going to do something a little bit different today. I'm going to go over the top five traded in, the top five traded out, and give my thoughts on them if you guys... Uh, have any of these, and obviously it answers some questions. Uh, it will cover a couple of the listener Q&As as well, considering these guys are popular. The number one option is David Fafita. I don't see any surprise here. Uh, a guy that you have to have for the run home, in my opinion. Uh, a guy that will just uh, be a mainstay for that 2RF. We know what he can do with the, with the ball in hand. Uh, the thing with Fafita is it's always that base. It hasn't been too high in, in the last couple of weeks, but we know the attacking stats are there. Uh, no qualms at picking Fafita up at 680k. Uh, the next man I raved and raved and raved about in round 16. We went a, we went around early on him just to get the numbers in um, for that round, but Payne Haas at 492k with no lodge, no TPJ. Uh, a lot of the workload comes down to him. A lot of people had been messaging me as well, asking uh, why Payne Haas saw an increase in score um, despite not having an increase in minutes. And I think that's just down to the sheer fact that he had to uh, pick up more of the slack and uh, people will look at the base numbers and see that it may be only ris- uh, maybe only rose by five points, but you've got to think five points takes you from a, a 60 average to a 65, which looks a lot more promising on paper. So yeah, love love the buy of Payne Haas. Uh, Tane Milne, no surprise here, 379k, available to our FN center wing. Uh, the thing with Tane Milne is though, it, it is rocks and diamonds, as you guys I'm sure are aware. On that right-sided wing spot for South Sydney Rabbitohs, if he doesn't get the ball, uh, it's not going to be the greatest score from him. But the way South Sydney are attacking with the upcoming draw they've got, I uh, really like the idea of, of moving him in. The thing with uh, dual position two RFs and center wings is, though, uh, in recent years, it's always been you've stacked your center wings with uh, forwards that have played um, John Bateman, uh, Britton Nakora, Kurt Capewell a couple of years ago, Isaiah Yo last year. These are guys that all spring to mind. These are all back rowers uh, and locks that were available at center wing. I think the trend's going to be moving away from that. Uh, I think it's the other way around. Now, if you can put these high stealing um, center wings in your 2RF, uh, that is the way to go. Tane Milne, I think a lot of people will, will be bringing him in um, for the aforementioned Valentine Hones with him uh, being ruled out for a couple of weeks with that shoulder injury from Origin. So I can get behind the idea of bringing Milne in. Low break even will make some good coin. Not that uh, money is, I guess, too much of an issue now 
with the, the pointy end of the season approaching. Number four, Reed Money, 465k. Probably the best hooker option that's healthy. Um, him or, or Brandon Smith, you could argue between. But when Reed went down, I think it threw a lot of teams uh, in the, in the spanner works. But he's back now, named at nine. I really like the, the pickup of Reed Money as well. And number five, Katoni Staggs at 518k. The only thing with Katoni is those minutes were not, not concerning because they're definitely going to pick up as a, as a center wing. But um, yeah, he, he checked all the boxes past the eye test and uh, yeah, looks really, really good in, in that return game for the Broncos. I think the game plan has to be pretty simple for the, for the Broncos. Just get the ball to Katoni Staggs and let him do what he's got to do because he is such a destructive and damaging ball runner. Uh, that's going to round up the top five traded in. Actually don't hate any of these this week. So uh, no Jason Saab uh, purchases this week, which is always good. Number one for the trade outs is Tohu Harris. The fact that he's been named on the extended bench and um, I think he's only a week away from coming back. It makes me really not like the idea of selling Tohu, considering he is a season-long keeper, in my opinion. I think you just bite the bullet and hold him. I'm assuming a lot of people are trading for feeder in um, for Tohu. I'll look at the, the the trade dynamics in a second, but I think a lot of people that would be trading Tohu out would be bringing um, for feeder in. So if there's another way to get him in, I'd much prefer that. Number two, Bally Simonson, dead. I definitely get around this. It's 415k that's just sitting on the uh, on the bench while he's injured. I think you can do a lot of money with that cash in your center wing. So, yeah, I think it's a pretty pretty clear cut trade out here. Another man that is out for the season, Joseph Sawali, 246k. Uh, I think the only reason why you'd sell Sawali is because you need the extra 246k elsewhere. He's not going to lose you any money. It's not a huge amount of cash to be sitting on the bench. So, uh, yeah, it can go either way on this, depending on what you use the money for Sawali. Uh, Jerome Luai, 359k. Look, I said this uh, a couple of weeks ago. I don't really see the reason in selling Luai. We know that he can flip the switch and come back to his best, 359k. I don't think it's going to get you too much um, moving forward. So I would I would just hold Luai personally. And uh, number five, Carl Lawton at 476k. Uh, yeah, I posted on Instagram that I thought Lawton was a trap about three weeks ago um, when all the injuries come back and a lot of people uh, are now selling him out. Made some good money, made 135k, but yeah, definitely not a long-term option. Um, interesting that Nathan Cleary is number six, at obviously over a million. Uh, I thought a lot of people would have traded him out the Super Trade Week to maximize that, but um, yeah, I think the thing with Cleary is, and I've got a lot of messages about this, if you trade him out, it's it's obviously very, very difficult to get him back in. It's probably three trades you've got to burn because you're going to have to move two guys on to get him back in. So uh, three guys that, that are there. Um, CSD Watakiyaho as well, 398k. He was out for a couple of weeks with a quote-unquote hamstring injury. I think there may be some more to that behind the scenes of the Roosters. So he's he's a trade-out. Uh, Valentine Holmes as well, a lot of people moving him on. 578k, a lot of cash to be sitting in your fullbacks and or center wings. So you can do a lot, of, lot with that. Uh, TPJ, a guy that I thought people would have moved on when he was first suspended, not now. Uh, and same with Matt Burton. People are selling him at the sky high of 578k. Look, looking at the trade dynamics, a lot of people are trading um, Tohu out for Fafita. There is... Uh, the fact that people, the fact that 8.5% of people have traded Tohu out and nearly 2% of them have brought Fafita in makes me think that that is the reason behind selling him. But yeah, as I said before, if you can get away with not, um, if you can get away with not selling Tohu and you can keep, sorry, if, yeah, if you can get away with not selling Tohu and keep Fafita, I think your squad will be much better off for the run home. A lot of people are worried about Tohu's minutes and, and his output with this stacked Warriors pack, but I just think that he is too crucial to the Warriors team. If they want to make a run for September footy, I think he has to be there playing big minutes and, and getting through a fair bit of work, which is what he has all year. Captain.
Captain choices for this week. I think there's one clear-cut option, no surprises, that all eyes will be targeting Cody Walker taking on the Bulldogs for the last game of the round. But I think it's obviously a good idea to work out your VCs, get around that. If you do want to go a pod captain option, um, there are some some chances this week, uh, but I think all eyes do point towards Cody Walker. We have the first game of the round, the Titans taking on the Eels. Uh, I think if Mitch Moses doesn't back up, which thankfully we will know before kickoff uh, quite early in the week, then I think Clint Gustin is an okay VC option if you have held. We know the Titans do like a lot of points to fullbacks. Tom Trevojevic showed that up well. So if you have held Gutherd this long, uh, don't hate the idea of getting him as a VC option this week. Seagulls taking on the Dragons. Obviously, this one had Tom Trevojevic written all over it for a VC if he backed up, but that doesn't look likely with him pretty much being confirmed to be ruled out. The Raiders and the Sharks, Sean Johnson's always a good shout here, uh, depending on what the, the Raiders halves are doing. If Jack Wyden's going to be playing, uh, well, I expect he would. Um, but Sean Johnson, obviously, is a, is a safe pair of hands to chuck a VC on. Uh, Roosters and the Cowboys, I think James Desco, if you're not going to go um, a fullback option this week, James Desco would be a fantastic VC. Anyone from the Storm, when they take on the Knights, the fact that they're putting up points left, right, and centre, the Warriors and the Panthers, I wouldn't really go near this game. Uh, the Broncos and the Tigers, I think this one has... Um, this one's got the Broncos written all over it, but I'm not too confident to take anyone from their side to um, really have the any kind of captaincy on them. But yeah, as I said, all eyes point towards Cody Walker uh, and the South Sydney Rabbitohs as they take on the Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs in the last game of the round. I think a lot of people are going to be having the armband on Cody and uh, yeah, can't see why. Not There's no factors to me that would really mitigate this at all. So Cody Walker, I think, is the clear-cut captain choice for this week. I guess moving into what my plans are for trades this round, I'm getting very, very, very thin on trades, um, but there's a couple of guys I want to get in, but I think, yeah, I think I'm just going to have to bite the bullet, make the one trade, and then just hold firm and, and basically keep those trades until injuries have the team that I've got running home. I think I'm just going to trade Matt Lodge out and bring in um, David Fafita and just switch them around with uh, Jose Papali'i or, or James Fisher-Harris, whoever the dual position forward it is that I've got, I can move around, so... I think that's going to leave me with like two trades for the run home, which obviously is not enough, um, ideally in a perfect world. But uh, yeah, poor management all year. A couple of injuries obviously derailed that. And I think I'm only three or 400 points outside of like a respectable finish considering how bad the season's gone. So make a charge uh, for the last couple of rounds. I made a joke uh, on socials that this stretch of weeks, so the last two weeks, is the only time all year that I've had back-to-back green arrows, so hopefully we can build on the momentum uh, moving forward, but yeah, I think uh, Matt Lodge out for Fafita in um, looks to be the, the pretty safe trade for me, it's going to leave me like 150k in the bank or what I, whatever, and then, um, but yeah, hopefully sit tight, hopefully no one gets injured for the run home, and then look like later in the round, if it's like round 23 or round 24, and I'm, I'm in contention for a couple of head-to-head finals, I could uh, maybe make a trade or two to get someone uh, to bolster the squad in, but that's going to sort of do me for my trades. Um, let's move into the listener Q&A. Kicking off, we have the Williams 11 asking, what to do with Val Holmes? I think if you have him and you have cover, you hold because he's probably going to be very crucial for the run home. Uh, it's reported that he's out for around two to four weeks, that would take him up to round 22 which will be the start of, obviously, head-to-head finals. So if he's right to go then, uh, you'd, be, you'd be set for a good finals run. Um, so I, I'd probably hold if you if you have him. If you don't have him, obviously, I wouldn't be going, looking too hard to get him in. Uh, next question comes from Nick. Best center wings to the run home. Uh, Garrick, Tupo, To'o, 
Uh, and then probably take your choice of the high ceiling guys. So like Alex Johnston, um, even Josh Adokar, to be honest. I think he's an okay shout in weeks that he has a good matchup. And maybe even Jesse Ramian for like a good consistent base stat. I think with your with your teams that are competing in the high end of, of the ladder, you should hopefully have a, a couple of trades stored up your sleeve. And then you'd just be rotating based off matchups to, to get maximum points. But I think the staples would be AJ, Garrick, Toe. Uh, and then depending on what Nico Hines does as well. So you could probably rotate a couple of guys in and out. Uh, Martin Rivers asks, sell Holmes, buy Dan Fafita, sell Swally, buy Nofo. I would probably go the Holmes to Fafita route because I think you just need him, whereas Nofo is probably a bit of a luxury and you're, you're playing him based off matchups. Uh, Fatboy Macca, shout out to the username. Uh, biggest run home traps... Look, no one specific. I think I think of Clint Gutherson when I think of run home traps, just because the Eels have a horror run home. I think anyone from the Raiders, not that there'd be huge too much stocks apart from Harawira Naira, but if you have any kind of left field shouts from the Raiders, the Titans as well, I think they have a pretty gross run home. But um, just look at the strength of schedule, I think, and 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 move from there. I think, yeah, as I said, the Eels have the, have one of the worst runs home. The Titans and the Raiders, I don't think theirs is too much better. Uh, the Panthers don't have a fantastic run home either, um, nor do the Seagulls, to be honest. So there, there's a couple of teams there you could you could chuck in. But in terms of specific players, the first person that comes to mind is Clint Gutherson, just with that Parramatta draw they've got. Um, JD Oil says, hold off trading Gutho to Ponga for another week. This is the last week that I think you can have um, Ponga, uh, sorry, the last week you can have Gutho before shifting him on, as we just said in the last question. Um, Parramatta have a pretty gross draw apart from this Titans game, and, and after that, I'd definitely be shipping on to, to Callum Ponga. I think he is the, the clear-cut second-best option. Uh, identified that back in, I think, round 15 when we were looking at the run homes. For me, KP is, is the second-best with how unsure the future round Pap is. Um, as you guys know, I don't mind Reese Welsh with the Warriors run home as well. Sarkit, or S-A-A-K-R-T, however you pronounce it, asks, thoughts on Adam Dewey? I love this this move. I think the Tigers have a, a pretty good run home. As I said, with, with the Lofo, with the Nofo trade, I think that's a bit of a luxury just because of how hit and miss he's been, but we know how good Adam Dewey's been um, for the Tigers, and they have a pretty good run home uh, to end the season as, as a pod shout. Definitely don't hate picking him up. If you do want to trade out someone like a Jerome Luai, which I wasn't a huge fan of, I'd only like it if you traded in someone like an Adam Dewey or, or even shifted him elsewhere in the team. But I think those teams competing at the top that, that need to find those point of differences for their um, head-to-head matchups, I feel one of these guys that are coming into finals at the top end of the table, uh, I think for, for you to compete pretty well, you need these guys that are going to score, uh, that have big potential to score huge and really tear your head-to-head uh, matchup apart. And I think Dewey could definitely do that. Um, Liam MK says, is my season over with three trades left, 220K in the bank, and sitting ranked 2274? I mean, it depends on what your goals are, mate. If you're looking to win 50K and, and come first, I think, yeah, the, the season is done for that. But as you're sitting in like 2,000 spot overall, Obviously, you've had a, a pretty good year. You should be ranked quite well in your head-to-head matchups. I'd definitely just be targeting that. I wouldn't be chasing the crowd, trying to get overall points. I'd definitely just be looking at winning as many head-to-head matchups as you can for the run home. Max asks, is it better to bring in Cleary for Munster slash Shoes or Grant in for Brayley? Probably Grant for Brayley when he's healthy. I know Cleary, obviously, we know what he did before the injury, but it's a million bucks that you're going to have to spend in week one. He's got a monster break-even. Um, let's just sit tight and, and see how he comes back from the AC injury before rushing to, to too many rash decisions and, and making trades that we don't need to make to bring in a guy that who, who could only average 80 or so coming home. And uh, if, if he's going to average 80 with the run home, and considering how tough the Panthers' draw is, I definitely just prefer to hold um, Hughes and whatnot and get, get Grant in over Braley. 
and that's going to wrap it up. That's going to wrap up this week's uh, Supercoach preview um, with with everything happening. I think injuries are pretty key. Now the Origins out of the way, we can get a better idea as to how teams are going to line up for the run home. Um, as I said, a lot of listening Q&As this week, but a lot of them were double-ups and asking the same thing and asking who to bring in and, and who to avoid and whatnot. So hopefully the, the buy-hold-sell um, section of the of the, pod, the the start helped you out a little bit there. Hopefully some of those individual listener Q&As helped. Hopefully you have a, a really good end to the year. Obviously the run home is, is crucial. Um, good luck this weekend. Have fun. And as always, keep your friends close and keep your pods closer. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 